Mark chapter number 16. Mark 16. By the way, I love it. I love the, the sound of little voices. It's, it does not bother me a bit. I, it's life. And they pick up so much. It's, it's amazing. In fact, um, I was going to, with that, I was going to open up with this. I am, um, my, my pastor who uh, uh, I had growing up, I, I was thinking about it. I, there's very, very few people that I can say that I have known all my life, you know, besides my parents um, and, you know, family members. And my pastor growing up is one, is a person I, I can't remember a time that I didn't know him. Uh, my, my family started going to church when I, um, I, under him when I was, I think, about a year old. And, I, and one of my earliest memories that I can, I can remember back is, is just a little blip of going to the church in the high school in our, t- in our town. And uh, before the church had a building or whatever, I remember being in the high school. But I remember when I was probably five or six years old, um, he would have an appeal for salvation every, every Sunday. And I would be um, either standing on the pew or in one of my parents' arms. And uh, I remember he would, he would end the service and he would say, if, if you need to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or he'd, he'd say something to the effect of, if you were to die uh, in a car wreck or something going home, if you were to die today, do you know for sure that you would be going to heaven? And I remember even as a, as a young kid, I would get butterflies in my stomach. You know, every, every Sunday. It was every single Sunday. And um, until, you know, the, and I finally, um, you know, I, my parents talked to me. And I, I remember when I was in, you know, fourth, fifth grade, I went, I went forward and I got, because I, I knew the Lord already, but they, I, they really encouraged me, you need to go get baptized. So I went, I went forward and I got, I got baptized. And, and uh, but I did not get to know Jesus without somebody saying something to me, without hearing the word. Anybody in here, did, did you, anybody in here get to know, get saved without hearing about it from somebody? Everybody heard from somebody? Okay. You what? You watch people? Wait, somebody somebody gave you the, the word at some point, right? Okay. Okay. Good. With, you know, with faith, there comes an action that's involved. Let me um, let me show you. If you would uh, start reading in um, uh, verse fourteen, Mark sixteen, verse fourteen. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven uh, themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he reproached them for their unbelief. Well, let me let me pause for a second. Um, you kind of if if you go back, uh, what's what's just happened, and uh, I'm kind of com- going to combine with with John. You know, Jesus um, died on the cross. Right. This has been three days. Um, he uh, he rose from the dead. 
And wh- what it says here in verse 12, and uh, a little bit before, is he appeared to, to Mary, he appeared to the ladies, he appeared to a couple of disciples, you know, remember on the road to Emmaus, and the 11 didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. So as John says, they're, they're locked in a room. They're, they uh, yeah, probably rightly so. They're thinking, well, I'm, I could, I could be, we could be next. I mean, they just killed the guy that we've been following for the last three and a half years or so. They just killed him. I mean, really bad killed him. I mean, publicly killed him. What about us? If they came after him, why wouldn't they come after us too? So they're, they're locked in a room. Afterward, he, Jesus appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table. He reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after, his, after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the words by the signs that followed. So what caused the disciples to go from a small group who were locked into a room to what it says here, they, they went out and they preached everywhere and signs and wonders confirmed it. What, what was it that, that caused them to go from a, a group that was full of fear who was shut away to a group that went everywhere, preached the gospel everywhere, and signs and wonders followed. It's really, it's really stark when you start when you start looking at this passage. In verse fourteen, it says that um, he, they Jesus reproached them for their unbelief. But then, says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all, cre- all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized, they had a transformation of their faith. They had a transformation of their faith. And we're going to see that in just a minute. But I, w- I, want, I, want, I want to go back to our, um, our list here really quickly. I'm going to take take a little rabbit trail, take a little pause. You should be able to see these aspects of the gospel here. Um, right? Uh, let's see. Um, King of Kingdom, uh, verse 19. When Jesus, the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received into heaven and set down at the right hand of God. Right? The cross events, eternal life. Um Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. He who has disbelieved 
disbelieved, be condemned. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons, they'll speak with new tongues, they'll pick up serpents, if they drink any deadly poison, it won't hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Right? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Verse 20, and they went. Right? This is the gospel message. This encompasses every part of the gospel. Now, what was it? What, what caused the disciples to go from being locked in a room to going everywhere to preach? Faith. And faith is what you do. Faith is what you do. I'm going to say this over and over during this message, but what you believe is what you do. Everything else is just religious talk. What you believe is what you do. Everything else is religious talk. Their faith caused them to, to go and share. Verse, verse 15. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Why, why, why do we need to go and preach the gospel? I've, you know, I've said many times, I think, and, and I, I've asked the Lord, we, we need a divine revelation of hell. We need a divine revelation of hell. You see, when, if we don't believe that people are really going to hell without Jesus, if that's just something that's on the more of our imagination side, if you will, if we think, well, you know what, they, they'll be okay. They'll be all right. They'll find their way. If, if we think, if, if, you know, so many people today and we've heard it over and over again, you know, in, in, the, in the little the evangelism Bible study. So many, so many people today. It's well, if you were to stand in front of of God and He says, you know, why should I let you into heaven? They'll, you know, I was a good person. That my good deeds outweighed the bad deeds, and I, you know, I'll, I'll be okay. And if we truly think that of people. then why would we get out there? But we have to believe. We have to get it into our hearts. We have to get it into our heads that without Jesus, people are dying and going to hell. They do not have a chance without Christ. If you look out, if you were to look outside and and every every person that you saw that didn't have Jesus, if you if you if you were to see them, if if they were like riddled with with cancer, or riddled with leprosy, or riddled with a, a form of disease that that um, you know that you could see them physically dying, you, we would we would go and we'd, we'd try to help them. We'd say, can can I get you to the hospital? Can I if if they had a big cut in their arm, you would be you would be trying to to um, you know something on the wound, you'd call the ambulance, you would, you would try to give them a tourniquet, you'd, you'd do something to try to keep them from dying. 
And we, we believe that about their physical body, but do we believe it about their spiritual inner spirit self? Who will live forever, either with Jesus or without Jesus? Do we actually believe that people are dying and going to hell? We have to have a belief change. We have to have a change in our hearts to believe that people, if they don't have Christ, they have no hope. It doesn't matter how good they are. It doesn't matter if they go to church. It doesn't matter what civic functions they do. It doesn't matter how nice a person. Without Jesus, there's no hope for them in the afterlife. If we truly had a belief change, if we truly had a faith change that without the gospel, they're dead. Forever. Dead. Without believe that belief change, they'll be in that locked room just like the disciples. And will keep us in these four walls. But if our hearts and our minds change, we have a change of faith to really believe that they have to have Jesus. Then it will get us out. It will get us out. As I mentioned to start with, Pretty much everybody, you have to be given the gospel by someone, even if it's the Lord Jesus that shows up. You have to be given the gospel by someone. You have to hear. If they don't hear, they won't, they won't change. They won't accept. They won't believe. They won't have faith. We have the hope. Do we believe that they need it? It says that, um, verse 16, he who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. It's interesting here, you know, we, um, uh, we, we believe, I believe, you know, it's, uh, it's by faith alone that we're saved. There's, there's, you can't do, in, you can't do enough good works to get you saved. Okay, it's, it's by, it's by faith alone, by you know, in Christ alone, you know, for His glory alone, you know, it's Scripture alone, right? But it's interesting here, it's they include a work. Those who believe and have, have been baptized shall be saved. Now, I'm not going to get into the theological debate here. What, here's what, let me just tell you where I believe that he's going with this, okay? Let's not get, if you, if you really want to discuss it some more, I'll, we can discuss it later. But here's where I think he's going. This is not just about, you know, ha- having a show of hands and having everybody just say, 
yes, I need the fire insurance. Would you, would you please, you know, uh, let me sign on the dotted line and let me go live however I want to. Right? This is, will you take the first step? Will you say, I believe, but I'm going to believe enough that it's going to change my life and change my actions. I believe enough that I'm going to walk it out. I believe enough that I'm going to make sure that not only am I discipled, but I'm going to disciple others. Will you take that, that hold into your hand where you are, you are saying, look, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to make sure that, that not only am I taking the first step of faith, but you know what, what Penny said earlier, it's, it's that daily bread. Am I, going to, am I going to commune with him daily? Am I going to be in the word daily? Am I going to make sure I'm in church? Am I going to make sure that I am, I am growing up and, 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 I'm, and I'm following after him? Are you going to make a decision that not only is just going to be a one-time decision, but a decision enough to put your life into action and to change your life, to change the course of your life, and so that your life will look like the decision you made. I've said it for years, your Christianity is not a choice, it's a lifestyle. It's not a choice, it's a lifestyle. Starts with a choice. Starts with one choice. But the choice doesn't end there. It's a lifestyle commitment. It's a lifestyle. Are we going to believe enough that it's going to change how we act? It's going to change how we treat each other. It's going to change how we uh, look at the world around us. It's going to it's going to let us see. You know, take take responsibility for your own walk, but also that we are helping others. It was not just the disciples didn't just go out and and give a wide net, let's get everybody converted and then let them go. No, they discipled and they, had, they, they said, okay, here's Jesus. Now what do, I, what do you do? Let's get baptized. Let's receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let me disciple you. Let me grow you up in the word. Let me show you how to live because of the decision you made. Will you believe enough to not only take responsibility for your own growth, but that you are going to Help others to grow also. People often say, you know, you, you need a Paul and you need a Timothy. You need somebody that you're looking up to. You need somebody that, that uh, is looking up to you. You need somebody you're looking up to and, and who, who can help you and, and sh- help you show, show you the way. You need somebody that is looking up to you that you are, that you are feeding into. You're, you're, you may not have all the answers. That's okay. But somebody's looking up to you and, and saying, you know what, how do I do this? Well, here, get in the Word. How do I, how do I walk this out? Well, here, and if you don't have the answers, you can go up to your Paul. Say, hey, I got this guy here. I got this lady. She, she needs some help. Can you help out? Sure. It says they believed and baptized. Their faith changed enough to change the way how they walked. And they gave it out to others.
verse 17. These signs will accompany those who have believed. Hold on, time out. I need a show of hands. Who in here has believed? Okay, I think we're 100%. All right, so everybody, before I go on, everybody say, this is me. Right? These signs will accompany those who have believed. These, will, these signs will accompany me because I believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. I'm going to pick up the, the, the um, uh, deadly poison in the uh, serpents in a, in a moment. But these signs will follow those who believe. This is the power of the gospel. Now, notice it says those who believe. If we believe that this is true of us, notice, notice I said, you know, I started this out, what changed? Belief. It's a belief enough to put it into action. A change of heart and a change of faith enough to put it into action. What you believe is what you do. Everything else is just religious talk. If we believe that signs and wonders will follow us, what? Are we putting our hands on people? Come on. Let's be, let's be honest. Are, are, we, are we out there with people that do not know Jesus? It's easy in here. Yeah. Come on, Carol, I'll pray for you. Right? Golly, let's go. I'll, I'll pray. Be, I'll be glad to pray for you in here. What about out here? These signs and wonders will follow those who believe. How many people have we prayed for? Not in church. Maybe a family member. The people that we just see at work or see on the street or that we have, uh, you know, that we, that we see on a regular basis or that we're part of an organization that we're with, that, we, that we, we see them and we know that they need something. Maybe it's, maybe it's a physical something. Maybe it's emotional. We know that they've got an emotional need. Say, hey, look, now let me pray for you. God can, God can answer that prayer. How many people have we prayed for? If we really, truly believed that signs and wonders will follow, that he's given that to us in his name to see the signs and wonders follow, we'd be out there doing it. Third Thursday, Steve and I walked down the street and we started talking to a lady. Quickly found out she was a Christian, which was great. And um, as she was talking, the Lord just started kind of downloading stuff to me. So I, I, I looked at her and I said, what do you want God to do for you? 
says, what? I said, there's something that you're asking the Lord for. What, what is it? It's like, is it really written all over me that much? And so the Lord just kind of started downloading stuff to me. And, and so can we pray for you? Yeah, please. That's prophetic evangelism. Now she was she was a Christian. I want to see it a lot more even with, with those who are non-Christians. We ought to go up to them and start a conversation, and then the Lord starts downloading stuff and he said, Hey, look, what about this, 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 and this, and this? That's that signs and wonders, whether it's the prophetic or whether it is um, you know, actual healings and miracles. Are we out there doing it? Or is this just words on a page? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, this, this passage here is a little bit, um, it, you might have an asterisk in your Bible, like the last, uh, the last few verses of Mark. I think some people just, there, there's textual issues with it that I could go a lot deeper with, but I think people don't exactly know what to do with it. They're like, well, this seems pretty bold. But they also say when you look through the rest of, the Gospels and in Acts, all of this happens. The only thing that there's not a witness for, and we'll talk about that in just a second, is that um, uh, the drinking of deadly poison. You don't see that in, the go- in, in anywhere in the, in the scripture that they drank deadly poison and they weren't harmed. But what they said, they say, well, it must have happened. That's why it's in here. Signs and wonders will follow those who believe. Do we believe enough to actually put that into practice? To try at least. To at least try and see what God does. And then the last thing. They became fearless. I believe that's one of the reasons that um, this is in here. They'll pick up serpents. They'll drink any deadly. Um, in my name, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak within tongues. They'll pick up serpents, verse 18. If they drink any deadly poison, it won't hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is not to say that there is not persecution of the church. This is not to say that there are not, not martyrs that happen. But until you have fulfilled the will of God in your life, let me make this caveat. As long as you are following after him, okay, I'm not saying you can go just jump in the front of a train and you're okay, all right? But you're following after the Lord. I, I believe that the Lord will protect you and nothing is going to hurt you until he is ready for it, ready for that to happen. Remember Paul, this happened happened with Paul, you know, Paul shipwrecked, right? He's shipwrecked, they finally get on land. Remember, Paul is a prisoner at this point. This is not, oh, everybody's, you know, you know, giving honor and respect to the apostle Paul. He's a prisoner. They were going to kill the prisoners before they, before the ship uh, wrecked because um, they didn't want any of them, them to escape. So Paul is performing a prisoner's task. He's he is gathering wood for the fire. 
He gathers some wood and, and a viper comes out and latches onto him. Shakes it off over the fire. And everybody looks at him and they're, they're waiting for him to just fall over dead. And these are these are native folks. They're like, okay, the, the, this guy, this guy just got, he, he must have done something really bad. He got saved from the ship. He can't even get saved, really saved. He, he, he gets bit. And so then he's, he's okay. But they thought he must be some sort of God. Right? You know, if, he, if he escapes this, maybe something really special, not really bad. And he goes and he heals, right? Publi he, he heals the, the, the town, the, the town, the head dude in the town, his, right? They, he heals them, and all of a sudden they go, wow! Right? And he shares the gospel, signs and wonders come out, and then they supply him with everything they need for the ship. Fearless. Fearless. God's not going to let anything happen to us until he's ready. Whether that is a snake, literally or figuratively, okay? Snakes can come in all different shapes and forms. Remember, they had a lot of stuff that... Um, that wasn't good for you to drink, right? Their water wasn't the best a lot of times. They had a lot of things that, um, you know, we have access to great things to drink, you know, whether that's water from the tap or water at the store or, um, you know, we, we can just go, we can stop in the nearest gas station and pick up a juice or a Gatorade or what, right? But they had stuff that they didn't know, and if they were out and they had to drink drink something, they had to drink it. The Lord said it won't it won't harm them. They they were faith had faith to be fearless. But I want to share this with you. These great men and women of the faith that they believed enough to do something. They believed enough to go out and to put it all on the line. This is what church tradition says. Church tradition is not online with scripture, but this is what church tradition says happened to these apostles who started out in a locked room. They started out for fear of their lives. They were in a locked room and Jesus came in and all of a sudden they believed. And they took it all, took this gospel all over the creation. Simon Peter. Tradition says that Peter died in A.D. 64, between 64 and 68 during Nero's persecution of Christians. He was crucified upside down on a cross. Andrew, he was crucified on a St. Andrew's cross, which is uh, it looks more like an X. He was not nailed to the cross. It was tied. It took several days before he died. It said that he preached while hanging on the cross. 
James. This is not um, James that wrote James. He's the original apostle. James that wrote the James is the Lord's brother. So James James died in AD 44 after he was beheaded by King Herod the first, who launched a per- launched a persecution of Christians. He was uh, one of the first. He was the first martyr among the twelve apostles. John, this is the disciple whom Jesus loved. Um, John is the only one that we know of that did not suffer martyrdom. But uh, it didn't mean he wasn't persecuted. He was exiled to Patmos. Um, there are uh, traditions that say that he was dipped in boiling oil. Um, but he lived out his days. Um, it says that he died in Ephesus between 100 and 105 A.D. Philip died um, in Hierapolis uh, by hanging. Bartholomew. Bartholomew um, had ministered in Armenia and was uh, flayed to death with knives in India. Matthew died a martyr's death in Ethiopia. Thomas. Uh, ancient tradition says that Thomas died near Ma- uh, Madras, India in AD 70 where he was killed with a spear. Thaddeus. He was martyred in Persia. Died by arrows. Simon the Zealot. Tradition says that Simon was crucified. Believed that he ministered uh, together with Thaddeus. And of course Judas hanged himself. These this these are our fathers in the faith. These are the men who started out locked in a room. But they believed enough to go out. They believed enough. They had a change of faith enough to go out and to make a difference. They believed that they needed to go out and preach the gospel that people actually needed it. They believed enough to to see people come along and be discipled in the faith. They believed enough to go out and lay their hands on the sick and see them recovered. They were they were fearless in their faith. Enough to face Herod, to face Nero, to face a cross, to face beheading. These are our fathers in the faith. What you believe is what you do. Everything else is just religious talk. Let's have a change of faith enough to actually go out and to live this gospel. Let's pray. Lord, think about the disciples. There, there's so many choices that, that we have to make, but there's also a time that it's about your walking into the room. Lord, I pray that each person here will make the decision to follow 100% after you. 
Lord, I'm asking that you would walk into the room. We need a change of our faith. And I think a lot of that just comes with your walking into the room. Lord Jesus, come walk into this room. You need to scold us, I'll take it. Lord, I'm asking that you would personally change our faith. Faith to believe to go out. Faith to believe to go and make a difference. And faith to believe that people really need this gospel. Faith to believe that you have empowered us not only to give the words of life, but have empowered us to see signs and wonders follow. Holy Spirit, please come in and radically alter our faith. Lord, I pray for each person here that you will give them not just the faith to believe but that it will that we will all make the decision to put that faith into action that we'll walk out that we will step out that that when we see somebody that we will we will at least give it a shot to give the gospel or to lay our hands on the sick or to Holy Spirit come and I pray that you'll help us to make those radical decisions Lord I bless each person here Lord I take from your hand this morning your anointing for peace and for grace. And I release that over each person that's here. Those who are not here today, I know there's many that had uh, different commitments and family commitments. And Lord, I release your peace and your grace over them as well. Your protection, your provision. I release that over each person here. And I also send them with a commission. That as you have received, as you have been received freely, go give freely. In Jesus' name.